This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California budget numbers trickle out. SCOTUS ruling on Prop 12 soon. And Colorado passes ag overtime. Newsom and lawmakers reach budget deal. Governor Gavin Newsom and legislative leaders agreed to a final budget plan on Friday evening, setting the legislature up for a vote ahead of the governor's July 1 deadline. The two branches have been wrangling over details on an expansion on health care for undocumented immigrants and a raise for child care providers. As far as agriculture, a sticking point has been Newsom's proposal for overhauling the pesticide mill assessment. The Senate shot down the idea, but the budget agreement does include $500,000 for hiring a consultant to study the tiered mill approach. On water, the budget bill junior, which is actually two identical bills in separate houses, would allocate $100 million to the Department of Water Resources for conveyance projects and $60 million for implementing sustainable groundwater plants. On climate provisions, the California Climate and Agriculture Network was seeing good indications about funding for sustainable agriculture. The group had encouraged lawmakers to spend $100 million on the Healthy Soils Program, but the bill instead includes $50 million. The bill also includes $180 million in incentives for alternatives to ag burning in the San Joaquin Valley. Another $108 million is for UC Agriculture and Natural Resources. A program on farm worker housing would receive $50 million. Now keep in mind, many more details will emerge over the coming weeks. There are more than 100 trailer bills. SCOTUS Prop 12 decision possible today. The Supreme Court will announce as soon as today whether it will rule on the legality of California's Proposition 12, which has nationwide implications for sectors of the livestock industry. Prop 12 requires meat sold in California to be produced according to the state's animal housing standards. The North American Meat Institute is asking the High Court to review a Ninth Circuit ruling that upheld the lower court's denial of NAMI's request for an injunction. The court considered the petition at a conference on Thursday, which usually means a Monday decision to follow. But the court also could extend the process by seeking the views of the Solicitor General, the Justice Department's lead litigator. The government backed NAMI in the appeals court, but has not weighed in at the Supreme Court. And why it matters? Well, an issue for the meat industry is whether it's constitutional for California to extend its police power beyond its territorial borders by regulating animal care for pork and veal that's produced outside of the state. For more on this week's pre-Independence Day agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. Colorado overtime law signed. Oregon advocates look ahead. Colorado has become the latest state to require farmers to pay overtime to their workers. Governor Jared Polis signed the Agricultural Workers' Rights Bill into law Friday. In Oregon, farm worker advocates are looking ahead to their next session after they were unable to get an overtime bill across the finish line before today's scheduled legislative adjournment. 
I believe we have positioned ourselves to bring a bill back in the short session in 2022, Oregon State Representative Andreas Landis said in an email to AgriPulse. In the waning days of the legislature, the Oregon bill was amended to phase in the overtime requirement and to authorize $100 million in wage subsidies. Southeastern Asia offers opportunity for U.S. dairy. Southeast Asia, with its expanding population and rising middle class, represents the, quote, biggest growth opportunity for U.S. dairy exporters. That according to a new CoBank analysis. But U.S. dairy companies will need to invest in new production technology to meet the product needs of an ethnically and economically diverse consumer base. With much of Southeast Asia lacking a refrigerated supply chain and consumable products frequently sold via outdoor vending machines, products containing dairy must be heat-stable, says Tanner Imke, Cobain's lead dairy economist. Powdered ingredients must also be completely soluble so solids don't settle in the container over time. U.S. processors will need to ensure they are versatile enough to meet these needs to fully capitalize on opportunities in the Southeast Asia market. U.S. Dairy Export Council is well aware of the growing market potential in Southeast Asia. That's why the group opened up a U.S. Center for Dairy Excellence in Singapore last September. The facility is a hub for marketing and sales and educational opportunities in Vietnam, the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, Laos, and Cambodia. U.S. and Taiwan to resume formal trade discussions. U.S. and Taiwanese officials are set to resume formal discussions on improving trade ties between the two countries as part of a long-dormant trade and investment framework agreement, or TIFA for short, that according to a statement released by the American Institute in Taiwan. Taiwan's Office of Trade Negotiations and the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative will be the primary participants, according to the AIT statement. About a year ago, Taiwan announced it would lift its ban on U.S. beef from cattle under 30 months old at slaughter, as well as ditch its zero tolerance for ractopamine residues in pork. The moves were seen broadly as a goodwill gesture, and in October, 50 U.S. Republican and Democratic senators signed a letter to the Trump administration pushing for talks to begin negotiations for a trade agreement with Taiwan. Here's today's He Said It. Food processors and the farmers who supply us are linked together. That John Larrera, who directs government affairs for the California League of Food Processors. Larrera was encouraging CARB in a hearing last week to expand agricultural offsets, enabling the two sectors to better collaborate on emission reductions. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, June 28th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.